It's no accident that the car ramming took place. It's domestic terror. Very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group, excuse me, excuse me, I saw the same pictures as you did. I've never seen so much hatred in the eyes of my fellow human beings in my life. We have overcome a lot in our democracy. We've overcome McCarthyism, we've overcome segregation, and we're going to overcome this. And I think we are having a huge debate right now around what's the difference between free speech and hate speech. Hello, welcome to Overcoming Extremism. My name is Mike Signer. I was the mayor of Charlottesville, Virginia from 2016 to 2018 during the Unite the Right rally in August 2017, a violent invasion of the city by far-right militia groups where a young neo-Nazi weaponized a car, driving into a crowd of counter-protesters, injuring 19, and killing an activist named Heather Heyer. The rally became a flashpoint in modern American history. The world got to see the true violence underneath the modern alt-right movement and overt displays of racist, anti-Semitic, and anti-immigrant bigotry. There were also many mistakes made by federal, state, and local authorities, including a security plan that allowed the protesters and the counter-protesters to clash violently in the streets. Throughout, it felt like we were on the front lines of a new kind of threat in American society. The fact is that Charlottesville was a microcosm for a country itself that's under siege from extremism. Since Charlottesville, we have seen a dramatic increase in extremist attacks. There have been high-profile massacres like the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh and at the Walmart in El Paso, Texas, but there have been hundreds of other instances of extremist violence, harassment, and intimidation. As many mistakes as were made in Charlottesville, it was also an opportunity for learning. Prior to assuming the mayorship, I'd taught classes and written books about what we call democratic resilience. I believe deeply in this idea. As a country, we have overcome our own internal demons and we have become stronger as a result. So as bad as things were in Charlottesville, I still felt that they could help the nation figure out how to handle this new era of extremism. I'll give you an example. Several months after the event, another mayor from a southern city called me about a planned clash between far-right and far-left groups in his city. He said, I've got 15 minutes before meeting with my police chief. Tell me what I need to know from Charlottesville. So I told him a few lessons from Charlottesville. Keep the group separated in your security plan. Keep lines of communication open among the leaders and with the public. Do tabletop exercises between leaders so they can rehearse what will happen during the event. Think about unintended consequences and plan for them. He told me later the advice was helpful in diffusing the situation. This podcast is about that kind of learning. It's about democratic resilience about how our system of government, all our norms and institutions, 
our leaders can be stirred to action against extremism, like an immune system defending the body politic against a virus. In this podcast, we will go deep into how to confront extremism with people who have been on the front lines. In our first episode, we talked to Vegas Tainold, a journalist who was embedded with the far-right militias who invaded Charlottesville, who speaks not only about what is happening in this alarming new community, but journalism's role in this fight. We then talked to two leaders in the legal fight against extremism. Mary McCord of Georgetown University is spearing a campaign to sue violent extremists under forgotten laws that forbid paramilitary activity in the United States. Amy Spitalnik leads Integrity First for America, which is suing some of those same groups for money damages under laws originally designed to counter the Ku Klux Klan. Their stories show how the rule of law can innovate against these new threats. We then sit down with Jonathan Greenblatt, who runs the Anti-Defamation League, one of the country's oldest civil rights organizations and the home of this podcast, about the role civic organizations can play in strengthening democracy's immune system against extremism. Next is Nikki Hemmer, a historian of the far right who was in Charlottesville during the rally, who explains the history of how we got to this moment in our democracy and what's coming next. We'll then talk with two mayors, Jesse Adegin of Berkeley, California, which saw seven white nationalist events in 2017 and Andy Burke of Chattanooga, Tennessee, which saw a terrorist attack in 2015. Mayor Adegin talks about the challenges of confronting difficulties within the First Amendment and attacks from both the far right and the far left, and how the city learned to handle these events. Mayor Burke talks about why he formed a new Mayor's Council Against Hate to help get the city on the offense against extremism and radicalization. Next is Summer Ali, a Muslim-American former White House fellow who became the target of vicious conspiracy theories, but who responded by creating a new organization that seeks to build bridges and increase understanding between groups pitted against one another. Continuing the theme of alliances within democracy, we talk next to Alvin Edwards, a former mayor of Charlottesville who serves as pastor of Charlottesville's largest African-American church and who founded the Charlottesville Clergy Collective, about the role faith institutions can play in defending against extremism. We then sit down with Sarah Ruger of the Charles Koch Institute about how and why this conservative libertarian organization has gotten involved in the fight against extremism and what it's been like being in a coalition of unlikely bedfellows. Finally, we talk with Ifoma Azoma of Pinterest about that company's strong new program to build trust and safety among its consumers by preventing extremism on the site, and how this work is spreading among hundreds of similar companies, showing the power of the private sector in a healthy democracy. It's a fascinating journey through American democracy today. You'll hear many different perspectives on these forces in our society and some disagreements about how to handle them. From my view, those tensions just make this project all the more valuable. These aren't easy problems, but debating them, grappling with them, is how we are going to move forward. To find out more, you can go to www.overcomingextremism.org. Overcoming Extremism was recorded in Charlottesville, Virginia, 
Our producer is Elliot Majerzyk. Thanks for listening. Let's get started.